Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another exciting live episode of Prepper Talk Radio, and we've got a special guest. As usual, I'm Scott. We've got Paris and Shane in the house. We've got a good friend, Backroads Nomadlander. Uh, Do you like us to continue to call you by that for YouTube, or do you want us to use a different name? Well, you can call me whatever comes to mind. It all works. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're excited to have you because you've just gone through a pretty rough go. Um, if I remember, it was six days uh, without power. Yeah. So this is going to be fun. Uh, give you guys, the listeners, uh, everyone that's participating in the live chat, uh, a real good glimpse of what it's like for a sustained power outage and what it's like living on your own. I mean, this it's, it's true freedom that way. A lot of liberty going on there. So... Um, <laughs> We're, we're going to just kind of get into it and also talk a little bit about uh, an article you just recently published about uh, what's really going on, the, the bad ideas of, of the catchphrase bugging out, right? Um, a little bit of the state of affairs, uh, going to federal martial law, looting, curfews, lockdowns. Um, but let's let's jump in. Um, for those of you guys joining us on the live stream, make sure you hit that follow and like. Um, turn on notifications so you'll be notified when we go live. And you can join in and uh, and participate, ask questions. But uh, maybe we'll pick one of you guys to be our next guest in our next live. So, um, backroads, like what? So what happened? How did the power go out for our listeners? Tell tell us kind of the story, what happened, and and how did you deal with it? Well, I'm currently down in New Mexico um, helping one of my clients who is getting prepared for what's coming. Um, for those that don't know, I have a, a a business called Field Tech Self-Reliance that I started back in 1998 in lieu of the Y2K. And I had a lot of clientele that I helped get prepared for the possibility of Y2K when it rolled over to 2000. And I still have you a lot pull. of the clientele. Yeah. So where does the name come from? Where did you get the Backroads Nomad Lander from? What, is, what does that mean to you? Um, I started uh, Nomad Lifestyle in 1999. Um, I, uh, I got divorced in 1995, went through a hellacious divorce, uh, a lot of situations, a lot of money spent on the divorce because my, um, my ex-wife had run up some credit card bills and, and, uh, actually was buying things for her then boyfriend. 
and trying to get me to pay for them in the divorce. So I went through a, a, a long, arduous process, got rid of all credit cards at that point and decided to uh, start looking to go nomad on the road because I had been I had been traveling. I, I had a hunting show back in the 80s and 90s and I did a lot of traveling. And I wanted to just live the nomad life and travel the country and explore all the 50 states on my own terms. And that's what I started doing in 99. I bought a uh, 1994 E-150 conversion van mm -hmm. and did some interior conversions on it. Started the YouTube channel in 2005 called Dusty Roads Adventures. Um, that got shut down in 2011 due to some extraneous circumstances. And then 2014 started Tactical Nomad which then I changed into Backroads Nomad uh, due to the fact that YouTube didn't like the tactical in my name. And uh, I, was, right? I was getting a lot of grief for it. Um, I, I've been through some, some uh, lawyer-involved situations with YouTube over the years. Uh, wow. To trying to uh, silence, you know, those of us that are in this community. But the Nomad part came hand-in-hand -hand with um, teaching... Uh, people self-reliance skills and I was traveling around starting in 98 um, I had had a following from when I was teaching self-reliance way back in the day and people started contacting me about getting ready for Y2K so I was doing a lot of traveling and consulting and getting people ready for the possibility of Y2K mm -hmm. and um, it uh, you know it's just and now it's it's coming back around full circle because I've got a lot of people that are contacting me now getting ready for what's coming um, with the state of affairs in the country and around the world. What's funny is like, I remember Y2K, I was in the tech field and I was like, so not worried. Like everyone's like, oh, we're, and, and people who prep, they don't stress about stuff like that. We're like, oh, all right, we'll showcase our skills. But I was so not worried. I had my food store, I had emergency, med emergency medical. Um, I had a plan and I was just like, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. And then they rolled out the patch like four months before the end of the year for everybody's computers. But it's like, there was still, I, I remember so many people were still just panicked. Like what's going to happen? A plane's going to fly out, fall out of the sky. And, and there, yeah, there could have been some real scenarios, but I don't think it's anything close to what we're, we're dealing with right now. Well, and with Y2K, it wasn't even just about the computers and the tech. It was people were worried about the electrical grid going down, mm -hmm. uh, disruption in their grid services, you know, water, sewer, you know, all those kinds of things. The people had no clue if it was really going to go down or what was going to happen. So yeah. uh, they were wanting to prepare. You know, it, it wasn't so much, hey, come and, come and make sure my computer doesn't die. It was more make sure if my lights go out, what can I do? If I don't have access to city water, what can I do? You know, um, setting up rain catchment, uh, rain collection, you know, storage, um, those kinds of things is what, what was really um, that people were looking for during Y2K. That's yeah. awesome. No, I, I totally remember. Like, I, <laughs> I, I was going to college at the same time. And if the power went out January 1st, I was like, okay, it's cold. I was in Utah at that time. Then I moved to Arizona, and I'm like, man, if it, if I lived down here and Y2K would, would have really gone off, I would have hated life in the summer because I cannot handle oh, yeah. heat. Right? I it's it's my it's my Achilles heel. I'm not a heat tolerant person. Um, so but right now it's like you watch what's going on. I mean, you had no power for six, 
was it six days? Am I getting the days right? Six six days, yeah. Six days, um, no power, no utilities, no nothing. Yeah, apparently where I am in New Mexico, they are prone to very high winds that generally stay up high in the treetops. But the, I mean, these are like Santa Ana winds. Uh, you know, they're just, they swirl, they change direction, they're unpredictable. And they took out about 38,000 people um, in the county where I am, which is close to El Paso. Uh, so, you know, and they only have so many crews. This county apparently is huge, but very sparse on public workers. And yeah. so they don't, you know, it, it takes uh, time for them to get uh, power restored. And I'm up at around 7,900 feet. And we were some of the last ones to get power back on. So, you know, and uh, uh, my friend who uh, who is also a client, uh, luckily is ready with generators and he's got the battery banks. And, you know, so we did have power in that respect, but it was very limited. You can't run everything. So mm -hmm. uh, you only run the necessities. You know, you want to keep your food cold and you got to keep heat because it's winter time and it does get cold here. So, oh yeah. Well, how large, how large is your living space where you're at? Uh, I'm currently in my cargo trailer. It's a, it's an eight and a half by 20 foot cargo trailer, uh, which I am in the process of getting as a, uh, like a mobile studio, uh, overlanding nomad lander type trailer. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, so I can be mobile if I need to be. That's awesome. I, I love, here's one of the things I love to tell people is like, when it comes to emergency prep, when it comes to like surviving the winter, surviving inclement weather without power, stuff like that, you want a smaller space to occupy. Um, enough space so that you're not all over each other and driving each other crazy, but a smaller space to heat, it's going to use a lot mm -hmm. less fuel. Mm -hmm. And the less fuel you have to use, the longer you can maintain that quality of life that you're you're in at the moment exactly and so, so what what got ahead. you started i was just going to ask what got you started in the uh, in this what was your kind of your motivation to get and become an expert in in this uh self-reliance and whatnot so that you could have clients and and then what do you when you do meet with somebody or when somebody finds you what are some of the processes you go through to help them get ready and be prepared what are some of the things you're seeing out there right now uh, the first, well, I got started, I've been self-reliant my entire life. As a child, I was self-reliant. My mom hated it because, you know, uh, she wanted to be, I, she was a single mom. She wanted to be a mom and I didn't want, you know, a mom doting over me. I, I, I was independent. And, um, from the time I was 10 years old, we moved into an apartment complex that had a big wood wooded area behind it. And I was in the woods from the time I was 10 till, you know, my current day, as much as I could be. Nice. Um, you know, she'd have to come hunting me down. You know, it was, the rule was when the streetlights come on, you come home. Um, and I wouldn't come home because there was no streetlight for me to see in the woods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So, uh, many times we had discussions about me being in the woods past, you know, past dusk. Um, but you know, I built forts and, you know, dug little, uh, like bear dens to, to make shelters and, you know, just all the things that, um, you know, a kid normally does. And I, I had an uncle who uh, took me out in the summertime, took me camping, took me in the woods, taught me, you know, navigation, taught me, you know, fire starting, taught me all these skills. And it just, you know, so when, when I wasn't with him, I, you know, I, I was addicted, man. I mean, I wanted to be in the woods. And so, um, and when I, when I turned 18, I've, I've been involved in the martial arts since I've been five, uh, studied, <laughs> 
Look, we lost you. Oh, yeah, he froze up there. Oh, no. Maybe he lost his power again or what, but... Well, one of the things, <clears throat> while we're waiting for um, for him to come back, one of the things I wanted to share, he, he sent us an article um, that he wrote recently, and there was a section in there on, on the second page. I don't want to go too far into it, but it was, it's, I was like, Shane, as soon as I read it, I was like, Shane. Well, yeah, me reading this is like, we're, we're, we're brothers, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> we think very much alike in, in the way he's going about things. You know, there's so a few me, things. Let me quote this and you'll yeah. know exactly why I said Shane. <laughs> Mm, uh, what we call prepping, prepping in the modern cult of a society mm, is, in I, fact, simply the ways our ancestors lived. I have a highlight. Oh, you've got a highlight, too. <laughs> <laughs> our ancestors lived day to day, not more than 50 to 70 years ago, which to many may seem like a long time ago. But in reality, is not. It has taken that short amount of time for society to unlearn and really have no clue how to live as our grandparents and great grandparents once did. Yeah, I was I was thinking that paragraph there is is kind of the heart of of this article he wrote here, um, and uh, you know I couldn't obviously I couldn't agree more. You know from what I say all the time, I probably bore the, the heck out of you guys. Look to the past to prepare for the future, and uh, you know fifty years. Yeah, to me, you know I'm fifty. It doesn't seem like that long ago. So um, I I can have a little bit of a view. Not obviously not as much as as Back Roads does uh, with his experience, but. Uh, yeah, I wish he was on here because I got some other good questions I want to ask him. Is he? I think it's funny. I'm like, where is he? He's he's got the link, so as soon as he can hop back in, we'll have him hop back in. I think um, it's funny that he said that. Um, you know, the normal stuff kids do, and I'm like, mm, yeah, that's back in your day. That's what the normal kids stuff kids do. do. But well, I was he, the same. I was the same way. Yeah, I was yeah, too. Well, I think it's know. about proximity of where you live to the woods. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have the woods, but I had I had high mountain plains. And so we, there was a creek that ran through the fields out past our house. And so I was out there chasing prairie dogs, watching the birds fly, uh, building shelters. I was catching bull snakes and making sure we weren't in near any of the rattlesnakes because we have rattlesnakes where I was. So all of that, like that was where I spent my childhood. As soon as we moved to Colorado as a kid, I was like, gone. I found the fields and I was like, gone. When I was in Idaho, I mean, I was six years old. And I got a bicycle and I was gone. My, my buddy Doug and my buddy Wesley, and we were in, in the farmer fields getting yelled at. We were chasing cows. We were playing in the creek. Like the, the, it's just what we did and learned a ton of skills, not tying, uh, lashing. Um, well, you built confidence as well, just being in the outdoors. So when you experience some kind of emergency, it's, it doesn't seem like an emergency to you. It's, it's, or it's not an emergency at all because you've, you already know what to do in certain situations when, where you're, you're not, you know, around all of these, uh, uh, niceties that we have all the, uh, all the electronics and everything to have that makes our, our life so easy. There he is. Hey, we got you back. You were just starting to talk about martial arts and it froze up on us. So everything just in. shut. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, everything just shut up. We're still having winds, and everything just shut off and then came back on. So uh, it, this is just crazy here. All right, so tell so, us about your um, your five-year martial arts. You're telling us your history, and then you're going to move into what we, how you teach people and, and what are people you know, asking you about right now and, and getting ready for what's coming. Yeah, so when I was five years old, uh, being that I was, uh, you know, of a single parent family with my mom, she enrolled me in martial arts. I started, you know, like ubiquitous Taekwondo, like everyone else did back in the late 60s, early 70s. And um, that blossomed over the years into getting into other com combatives, uh, you know, Japanese martial arts and then uh, some hand-to-hand -hand combatives. And my instructor's brother was the head instructor for the Marine Corps at uh, Camp Lejeune and they asked me if I would be interested in going to be his assistant so I became uh, a DOD contractor uh, the Department of Navy attached to the Marines and uh, spent six years uh, assisting in teaching combatives and some other uh, things uh, at, with the Marine Corps awesome um, did some did, did a little bit of government work and when I found out what the government was all about I got out of that as quickly as I could and uh, all of uh, the skills from my, my uncle and um, I had gone through a course uh, when I turned 18 with Morris Kahansky. If anybody knows who he is, he, he's basically the godfather of bushcraft up in Canada, uh, who we recently lost a few years ago and got into a lot of, uh, you know, being self-reliant. I, I don't like the term survival um, and I don't like it because survival den uh, it denotes someone who has survived like cancer who survived a horrific car crash things of that nature when you're taking gear out in the woods and you're practicing skills you are self-reliant you're not surviving mm -hmm. um you know people who who are caught out in in the wilderness or in even in a city disaster with no no knowledge no equipment those are survivalists so you're you're self-reliant person that's why it's field tech self-reliance it's field tactics and self-reliance that's that's where the name came from and it, it makes sense because uh, even if you're in the city you're in the field you know and you you need to learn tactics and it's not necessarily tactics like you know military tactics it's tactics that will keep you alive and keep you sustained until you can better your situation or things kind of get back to some semblance of normalcy um which you know we're we're starting to see after 
you know, what happened in 2020. But now with the uptick of what's going on in the country and the world, I think we might be diving right back down into, hmm. um, you know, the sewer of. So so my skill set, the, the things I had learned um, really, you know, and things I've been doing throughout my entire life with being self-reliant um, is where. Uh, I had some friends that wanted me to start teaching them skills. And then they, they said, Hey, you know, when, when Y2K started becoming popular, um, they said, Hey, you know, I have an aunt and uncle, they need to know what to do. And I have a brother, I have a sister, I have a mom and dad, and it just started spreading. And I got, you know, word of mouth and I needed a business name. And I came up with field tax self-reliance because that's what made sense to me. And it just kind of blossomed from there. And as I said, I've been self-reliant since I've been a child. I mean, you know, I didn't want my mom dressing me, you know, from a young age, I wanted to know how to make my own breakfast. I wanted to know how to cook. I started cooking with my aunt when I was 10 and my mom when I was 10 and baking and all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm of the mindset that I don't want to have to rely on someone else to take care of me. Um, I want to be able to take care of myself, sustain myself. I want to know how to cook. I want to know how to sew. I want to do, you know, wrench on my vehicles, how to build a house. I had an uncle who was a carpenter, taught me carpentry from the mm-hmm. time I was 10. Uh, another another uncle who was an auto body technician. He taught me auto body repair. Um, an old gentleman that I grew up around who was, a, 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 I mean, the guy was just a phenomenal mechanic. He could, a vehicle could roll up. He could hear it and tell you exactly what was wrong with it. And he was right 10 times out of 10. So, oh, wow. and, and, and when I want to, when I learn something, I delve in, I wanted, I want to learn from the best and I want to know the most I can know about it. I, you know, I don't have to be a, a so-called expert, but I want to know enough that I can sustain and be able to be self-reliant without having to run to somebody. Now there are things that are going to come up, you know, I mean, uh, I can rebuild the transmission. Is it something I want to do? No. Am I fully equipped to do it? No. So that I might have to take to a shop, but I want to be able to know enough that when I go in there, I'm not going to get ripped off as well. So mm-hmm. those are some things that, you know, that people should also be aware of is, is know your basics so that you don't get ripped off, whether it's construction, auto mechanics, what have you. Well, basically what you're saying though, is like you go back to like the eighties, well, the 70s, 60s, 50s, you know enough to not get swindled, right? But it, what we call this is street smarts, like mm-hmm. self-reliance, street smarts. And then you've got your mm-hmm. wilderness survival skills is wilderness living. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was enamored with that as a kid. And so that's what I got into. That's why my mom got me into scouts. I was like, I need to go live in the woods. And my mom's like, hold on, kid, get back here. <laughs> and, and so instead she made me cook and clean and, and learn a bunch of skills at home, which I found to be absolutely fantastic for me. Um, but yeah, keep going. Like what are, what are some of the other skills and things that, that people are coming to you saying, Hey, I need to learn these things. Like specifically, what are the biggest, I would say three or four things that they need to know. Well, right now, uh, as you can imagine, the biggest thing um, that people want to know is how to protect themselves with, you know, what our government is trying to take away from us. That's, that's the biggest thing. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the second thing is is combatives. Uh, you know, not every situation is going to dictate that you unholster and you know unload because it may be a situation where the 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 person who is is confronting you and attacking you that maybe they don't have something like that. Maybe they're just you know crazy and are are attacking you with a a stick or a bat or a pipe or a piece of rebar or whatever. You need to know how to take care of that situation. So. Uh, you know, hand-to-hand combatives, 
a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't need any of that stuff. I'll just, you know, pull out my PPU and take care of it. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, but you're, you're uh, nine times out of ten, you're going to find yourself in prison. And, you know, that's not going to be a joy ride. So, um, you know, people are seriously taking this stuff uh, uh, to be ready to handle the situation that comes. So, and, and, and people aren't even uh, really that I'm dealing with, aren't even into, Hey, I want to, I want to have six years worth of food storage. I want to have, you know, all this water. They want to know what they need because it could come to a situation. I mean, I've got people talking to me like, Hey, we're thinking this could end up like a red dawn. And mm -hmm. it very well could be, you know, I mean, we are, you know, the current administration is so in bed with, with uh, you know, the communist you know who I'm talking about, um, mm -hmm. that that we could have an invasion like that. And they would let them walk right in the front door. I mean, they pretty much are at the southern border. Um, you know, all the fentanyl that's coming across is coming from over there. And, you know. They, they've already sold good portions of the U.S. to them as well. Exactly. Exactly. And now we're having governors that are standing up to and stopping this, which, you know, I applaud them. Uh, Christy Nome and, and DeSantis, I applaud them for saying, hey, no, it's not going to happen here. Um, but it, 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 anything is possible. We think we're the securest country in the world. At this point, we're not. Our military is sorely lacking. Um, recruitment is down. It's over 70%. It's the lowest it's been in the history of this country. And the, the people who are trying to even go into recruitment can't because they, they physically can't pass muster to, to even get in. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even the basics of, of, of like the Air Force. You know, that's pretty pretty sad it's crazy that in the air force the the when you're the most vulnerable is when you think you're the least vulnerable because you 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 aren't preparing properly because you think everything's okay you you've said to yourself well we're living in the greatest country in the world we have all these great you know resources we have stores that are right around the corner we have you know i i have police officers that could come at a moment's notice i i've given away all of my freedoms to have these securities of course mm -hmm. i'll be okay and that's the that's actually the the one of the state stages before you get taken over and if you if you mm -hmm. think about history and any of these major countries that have been that have fallen any these major empires that have fallen or been taken over it's when they are least expecting it that's when the um they get taken out. And I think that, you know, for in many ways, we're not really expecting, uh, well, there's several of us that are waking up more and more and more. I think that that's really awesome. I, I've been really yeah. excited about how many people are waking up, but at the same time, I'm also scared to death that there's way, way too few of us. And, and we've watching everyone who's worried about their identity more than anything else, mm -hmm. what gender they think they might be that day. Mm -hmm. That's not going to matter when they're hungry. And they don't have food storage and they don't know how to find food in the wild. And, and they don't know how one to of the reasons to keep, keep safe overnight. Yeah. One of the reasons we've gotten here is just like you were saying, back roads is, is, you know, we're not spending time out in the woods. We're not spending time digging holes in the ground and, and building shelters like we did when we were kids, you know, we, we all did that. And it's, and it's all about, you know, looking back to, like you say here, and I totally agree with you looking back to our ancestors, the way they lived. And I have found, you know, I wasn't terribly interested in, in learning about my ancestors um, when my parents were alive or learning about really how they grew up. But now I'm incredibly interested because I've I've gone through life to a certain extent and I'm trying to teach my kids that as well. Hey, look back at how I live. I want you to have these types of experiences. And for the most part, they're not interested. You know, it, it takes to to 
to, to get to the point where, you know, I'm now in my thirties or forties or fifties, whatever. And now I'm interested. And, and then it's, it's too late <laughs> for, for all intents and purposes. And so if we can steer our, my kids, our kids back to uh, wanting to go out and fish, wanting to go out and, and be, like you say, be self-reliant. Uh, I think that is a, a good start to, to fixing a lot of these problems. And because you you recognize what freedoms you we've lost because we you know we grew up in it. I grew up in this system and I didn't know, you know, we've lost most of our freedoms or rights before I was born. You know, in 1972, and I didn't realize that mm -hmm. until the last decade or so. And so, uh, I think you're absolutely right here. We're in a vicious cycle, like you said. This is a vicious cycle, and you know, how do we break it? How do we how do we teach people to? And give them that, uh, like the, the desire that we we love to be you know, self sufficient. Well, you know, you you look uh, a prime example is people. Uh, there's people that have no clue who Aaron Brockovich is. I mean, mm -hmm. we have young people that you know they're like, you know, who is this woman? Where she's come out of the woodwork and started, you know, uh, cheering for the people of East Palestine and and saying, hey, you know, something needs to be done. And people don't realize, you know, what she did for the people of Hinckley, California. And we get we have these disasters that happen. We have, you know, we have. Um, factories that have exploded throughout the years, chemical factories, and, and it's here today, gone tomorrow. It's not in our mind. And, you know, we have train derailments that happen. We don't, we don't normally have them of the magnitude of the one in East Palestine. Um, but you look at these situations and they're here today and gone tomorrow. People's memories are very short and they don't, they don't recount these things. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of these that people are bringing up what's happened in the past. And, and I, I've heard people go, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, uh, we have, I have so many people now that have contacted me that their wives were never really, or girlfriends were never really into, you know, the, the quote unquote prepping lifestyle, but they're waking up and now they're saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe you weren't such a crazy nut for wanting to store all this stuff or wanting to learn how to procure water or how to, you know, do this or do that. And I, there's more and more waking up and, and I have some people are like, yeah, but what do I, you know, I, I haven't done anything since Y2K, I, you know, it's too late. It's never too late. You're never too late to be ready for what is happening. Your precious gift of life, you only get one shot at it. Mm -hmm. You don't get to, you don't get to get back in line for a second ticket on the merry-go-round of life. You only get one and that's it. So you better, you better live it fully. You better be prepared and you better be self-reliant for what you need to do with what is coming down the pike right now, right here and right now. Um, I'm not, you know, I, people aren't, like I said before, the, the people that I'm dealing with aren't worried about six, 10, 20 years down the road. They're worried about right now, what's going to happen in the next six months and the next year? What do I need to do to be ready for that now? You, you, you need to learn how to procure water because if the water gets tainted, like what it looks like they're trying to do to us, then Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're going to be in a world of hurt because without water, it's game over. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if there's if there's nuclear missiles. It doesn't matter if there's war. If we don't have clean, potable drinking water, it's game over. That's mm -hmm. the number one thing. And and it's 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 killing off wildlife. It's killing off livestock. It's killing off domestic pets. And it's it's affecting people, uh, you know, with rashes, with burning lungs, with you know, uh, coughing up blood. All these different things that are happening, and. Is this going to happen in other places? Well, it already has. It happened in Texas. We had that tanker that overturned. It's happened, you know, other places around the country. We've had four since East Palestine train derailments. Mm -hmm. Only one of them had, uh, you know, a fire. The semi had a fire. And now we're having all these plants that are blowing up. We're having food processing plants that are mysteriously having planes fly into them. Egg plants that are mysteriously blowing up and chickens dying. You know, chickens that aren't laying eggs. You know, this is not coincidence. This is by design. And mm -hmm. you better know how to sustain through it or it's game over. It's that simple. Yeah, we're well, on the same page. I, I hear a lot of people are worrying about keeping their norm, the norm. Well, I got to make sure I can have my TV on and I can have. And it's like it, stuff is fine to have. But if you don't have any skills, the stuff is worthless when things go sideways and it's not a question of if it's a question of when, you know, the three of us, we look at it very, very much from a biblical standpoint and we know, according to the Bible, that it's going to get weird. Right. Mm -hmm. But any person with just a semblance of sense, watching the news, seeing what's gone on the last six months in the new cycle, let alone the last 15, 20 years, in the new cycle, you know, you're right. People have a short attention span and a very, very short memory. Mm -hmm. And if you're not into preparing, if you're not taking time to prepare, it's easy to forget all those things. But if you're prepping, it's easy to remember all those things. And I people want to be comfortable. Sorry, sorry go ahead, Paris. No, I was just going to kind of speak to what you were talking about earlier. That's kind of the two or three or four things that you're going to, you're seeing a lot of people asking about um, being in, involved in combatives and martial arts and training and being aware of what's happening. I was watching it, scrolling through my Twitter, I think, and there were several videos of this people of these, you know, different parts of the country where they were fighting. Like 
it was a racial issue of some kind where there was uh, people from with black skin were just walking through the streets beating up on people with white skin or and vice versa or whatever and i'm just thinking this racial war that we're bringing up and and causing is not it's 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 to divide us and cause these contentions and if i'm walking down the street just minding my own business and somebody comes up and you know pulls a gun on me or tries to pop me in the head or a mob tries to get i need to know how to defend myself and this is happening more and more and more and different cities of course are, are more prone to it the bigger the city the more prone you're going to have so if you're living in those bigger cities you really <laughs> want to make sure you're preparing if you're living in a more rural city or a less you know maybe a city that's not as um not as big or filled with homelessness or, or other situations like that you might still train and be ready but it's not as you know in your face so I just wanted to say I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing as on my Twitter obviously Twitter's got a whole bunch of issues but I was just thinking these people are videotaping it like they're just fighting and and just over nothing and it's happening more and more and in, in classrooms there was another kid that just came into the teacher and started beating like screaming in the teacher's face and so we're seeing it more and more in normal places that we wouldn't ever think about being a place of violence or a place where you might get attacked or have to worry about being attacked. And I think that's critical, like you were talking about, getting getting to uh, train and, and really understanding how to defend yourself. What what else are you seeing, Backroads? Well, yeah, and, and to your point, you know, you look at cities like New York where you're walking down the street and someone just comes up out of the blue and blindsides you. And, and how many people have had sustained traumatic brain injuries or mm -hmm. lost an eye because they got hit in an eye and it shattered the, the orbital socket? And, you know, then they were they were blinded one eye. Um, you know, th these things are happening. These uh, kids today have no compunction about just walking up and just beating the crap out of somebody. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're playing these video games, you know, like Grand Theft Auto and all these others where it, it looks so realistic that then they be, there's these challenges that become, Hey, let's go out and do this to people on the street. Um, you know, these are, these are all things that you need to be prepared for um, just in daily life. But more to the point is with everything we're facing on, on the, the brink of global nuclear war, Mm -hmm. people need if people want to live through it they need to start thinking about what am i going to do in the fallout of the radioactive material that's gonna that's gonna rain down on us i mean it, that's going to be you know 10 times worse 100 times worse than than the cloud of uh hydrochloric acid that has rained down from the east palestine you know, burning of the chemicals so you know you need to you need to start thinking where am i going to go um, houses aren't going to be aren't going to be protection from radioactive fallout. It's going to seep through. Houses are not airtight. Um, you need to have some place that you can go. You can seal yourself in. Um, if you if you have a bunch of food storage and things of that nature, that radioactive material can affect anything that any dry goods that you have that aren't sealed. Um, any canned goods that you know it, it can penetrate through metal and cause pro, you know radioactive material to pass through the metal. These are all things that people aren't thinking about. This is the immediate threat at this point is what am I going to do if Russia launches that first missile? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people in places like Washington, D.C., uh, Denver, Colorado, Seattle, Washington, L.A., mm -hmm. these are the major hubs that are going to be attacked because, you know, China knows where all of our, our big military infrastructure is. They were just yep. flying balloons over it. You know, they know where our ICBMs are, mm -hmm. you know, they know where our military installations are 
And at this point, they have a stranglehold on us because most of our manufacturing comes out of China. So um, anybody that's in this country that owns a business that's overseas, they're kowtowing. And with China and Russia aligning like they're doing, people need to look at the big picture. They need to stop looking, you know, see the forest and not just the trees. They need to understand that we need to prepare for what is coming right now not what's what's going to happen so you know i have people that are like hey can i get a can i get a survival shelter and at this point unless you have 200 300,000 you're not getting a survival shelter because mm-hmm. the companies that are building them right now are so backlogged and yep. they're 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 charging an arm and a leg why because the demand is high and so they can, they can yeah. exactly and that's exactly yeah. what they're doing so oh, yeah. you need to you need I to find a secondary means of how you can get a shelter. Yeah, I talked to Ron over at Atlas last year at the uh, preparedness expo in uh, mm-hmm. here in, in Utah, and he just laughed. I was like, "So, mm-hmm. how's business?" I'm like, "I'm assuming it's really, really good for you." And he just laughed. He goes, "I'm turning away orders every day. People yeah. will come in, and he's like, what 'What's your budget?'" And they're like, oh, 20000 He's like, "I can't help you." Yeah, yeah. Well, that that leads to the figure budgets. He's like, yeah, that... "There's nothing below that anymore." <laughs> it leads to the topics and I, I think we're on the same page backroads is about bugging out you know bugging out is definitely overly used but there's going to be a time and a place for it but you got to be prepared for it right um we're talking i guess right now kind of about what do we do you know we talked about things that could be going on and happening that are happening um and i would i would say that uh all the things that we've been preparing for 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 years for decades uh could happen at any moment at this point I mean, we're to the point where everything is has come together and anything could happen at this point. Uh, and, exactly. and like you're saying, you know, I, I don't know if I agree that oh, we're going to see a whole lot of uh, nukes dropped on, on cities, but I think it will be more in isolated events. But you've got to get out of the cities. And that's really what bugging out mm-hmm. is. It's not about, mm-hmm. OK, uh, we're going to walk from here to, to uh, who knows where. You know, we haven't planned where we're going. And, and so back bugging out is important thing to consider, but it's not for everybody. Yeah. Well, another thing I was, go ahead. No, well, in cities, especially, I mean, you know, most cities you live in, in uh, high rise condos, high rise apartments. It's not like having a house where you might have a basement or a root cellar that you could even go down and fortify to be protected from the fallout. You're, you're sitting duck in a city. And trying to get out of a city in the event that something was happening, you're basically yeah, screwed because the, the yeah the, the the roadways in and out are just going to be jam packed. It's going to be literal parking lot, you know. And I bring up cities because that's going to be the first place that that any country that might attack us, that's where they're going to go for is the major cities because those are the major infrastructures that kind of run everything, you know, big business and financial and everything else is run out of New York, LA, Atlanta, Seattle, you know? So uh, those are the hubs where you really, if you're living in those areas, you really should be paying attention to what's going on and have, have a plan B Uh, because if you don't have a plan B you're, you're screwed. So I shared a link in the, in the chat. Um, Anyone that wants to check it out, energyjustice.net um, slash map slash nuclear operating. You can actually see, you can test different types of nuke scenarios right over mm-hmm. your house. 
and it will tell you how long it's going to take for the decay to actually complete you know the half-life of that radiation so look look at all that and you can kind of see you know what what would really happen in your scenario and and kind of start making plans for that yeah right yeah and, i was thinking and, people go ahead go ahead backwards no you're okay go ahead no i was just thinking like so you know as far as the timeline is concerned on some of this stuff i was i was listening to another guy i don't know if you ever heard of joel skousen he does the world uh world affairs briefs pretty well known in um understanding kind of these global mac you know issues and and the globalists and the and the uh the high level you know people that were trying to take over the world kind of stuff anyways he was talking about in the next three to five years he could very easily see world war three getting hot and um, getting to the point where we're really in it. And so before that though, potentially you know, all these different things like economic collapses or restructuring of different things. And right now I was listening to, um, I think it's Carl Malone, right? Is Malone, Carl Maloney? Oh, Mike Maloney? Mike Maloney, sorry. Mike Maloney was talking Carl about- Carl Maloney. Yeah, right. That's a player. I am so, <laughs> don't have a you clue. Jazz. I'll, I'll try to add. If, if this wasn't live, I would edit that out before we put it out. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, is that uh, Mike Maloney was talking about how with the CBDCs, we can totally track our money and our expenditures. And they can even say, look, this currency, I'm not going to allow that. The government could come in and say, I'm not going to allow that currency to go even let you buy gold or buy silver or buy, you know, they can actually control what you buy and what you sell with that, uh, with these um digital currencies. So what is your time frame? I know that you talked about like right now is is like six months or right now could be even honestly with the way we got to prepare three to five years is not that far away. And so what are you what is what is your what are you seeing as like the timeline of events as it kind of unfolds to to that point where we might see a potential let's say we do see an invasion or a nuclear war. What what do you see the events that unfold as the, as we get to that? Well something has to happen before the 2024 election. That, I mean, if you think about it, because they have their puppet in the office right now, everything has escalated with him in office. And if something doesn't happen before the 2024 election, they're going to lose their opportunity because the people in this country are fed up and it's it, there. It, it, he's not going to hold on to office. I, I, I have no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. uh, if we get another Democrat in the office, you know, we're going to have the same thing, but they, but they have their, their main puppet right now. You look at how he has flip-flopped from when he was a senator up until now he's president. And everything that he stood for before has completely gone 180 degrees. Yeah. So they have to they have to institute something happening. We have all the warmongers in place. That's why they're pushing for this war. It has to be done in the next year and a half. It's that simple. Or mm -hmm. they're going to lose their opportunity. Interesting. That's crazy. That's that's legit. I think of. Uh, do you feel like there's going to be an economic collapse too? But in between now, oh, and then? absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll look at the recession we're already in. You know, I mean, it's not sustainable with what we're doing. All the money that we're giving to Ukraine, all of the uh, you know shortages. I, I'm going into Walmart here where I am, and, and other grocery stores, and there's so many shelves that are bare, so many spots that are bare. Oh, there's shortages. Oh, we can't get this. Oh, that food plant, you know, can't produce it. It blew up or it was, you know, a plane flew into it and we're not getting those products. Um, you know, the eggs, egg shortage, there's dairy shortage. There's, you know, all these shortages, it's going to implode. 
and and they they have to do something to be able to institute uh, martial law if not a full-out war they have to do something to institute martial law so that they can stall the election because if martial law goes into effect they can they can then say hey there's not going to be an election during martial law and you know then we're going to look at martial law curfews more disruptions in our services, more disruptions in our supply chains. It's just a never ending uh, crumbling of the road. And if you yeah, don't get over that bumpy road now, you might get, you're going to be stuck. Yeah. And I know you consider this um, that uh, the, we, the people are under attack. Am I wrong there? Yes. This, like you no. said, this is an intentional, I totally agree with you. This is planned. Um, and I think they're going about it so they obviously know what they're doing and so as to be very confusing in their their methods and their and their approach in that uh, it doesn't look like it's on purpose. But those of us who are watching, we can see it as, as plain as day, uh, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. That's it's not an opinion. That's fact. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's kind of funny. A lot of the people that I, that I watch on YouTube and follow and that I know, you know, they're saying, Hey, y'all were calling us conspiracy theorists, but now it's turned out to be conspiracy fact. Mm, I mean, everything yeah. that's, that's been said over the last 18 months or so it's coming to fruition and it's just going to keep progressing. They just keep pushing this agenda and they're not even hiding it anymore. That's, that's the mm -hmm. thing, you know, it's slapping us in the face and the people that are saying, there's nothing going on. Everything's fine. Everything's copacetic. You know, we're just, we're just on an even keel. Our country's getting better. Seriously. I, I don't know how anyone can say that at this point. Yeah. With uh, all the people even, that are, people... with all the people that are dying suddenly from certain mm -hmm. you know, safe and things that were supposedly yeah. safe and effective and all the different things that are coming out about, you know, on Twitter about the, the, the lies and the manipulations that were done, the Hunter Biden laptops and, you know, the House of Representatives says that they're going to come out with some lawsuit and they're going to put, you know, get justice. But how, on come them. on, how much how much yeah. faith do we have in that at this point? So you're right. You're absolutely right. Backroads. Uh, I mean, this uh, population control has been talked about since the, basically the 1960s, late 50s, early 60s. And it was ramped up, you know, more so with with Soros. Uh, you know, infiltrating this country and then Bill Gates talking about it and all these other billionaires are talking about population control and now Eugenics. they're doing things. Yeah. They're, they're doing things to unleash population control on this country and around the world. But, but more specifically this country, because, you know, the Japanese didn't invade us during world war two, because, you know, behind every blade of glass, behind every blade of grass was a rifle. Mm -hmm. And that's even more so now, than what it was back then so they had they have to do something the the coof didn't do it um you know they're still pushing for for the uh, mandatory in, injections and they're they're now talking mm -hmm. about rolling out uh you know the cards to, to you know if you don't have it you don't show Digital your IDs. card you can't yeah you can't get your money out of the bank you can't you know your money shouldn't be in the bank number one you you, you should keep your cash and only pay what you have to pay by putting a little bit in the bank at a time the rest of it should be in your pocket, not not going to them. Um, but if we get into a serious situation where uh, we are we we do go into World War Three, you know, even things like gold and silver, they're really not going to matter that much. The things that are going to matter are are fuel, uh, cigarettes, uh, alcohol, uh -huh. food, 
things that people, you know, the vice, the vice things, especially people are going to want those because that's, that's how a lot of people get, you know, have to deal with the reality of what's going on is through drinking and smoking and uh, all those kinds of things. So those are going to become very high dollar commodities, ammunition, pew pews, you know, all those things, uh, fuel, maybe some fuel for heating or things of that nature, but, but vehicles, I don't think you're going to have much in the way of vehicle travel at that yeah. point. You know, so, but you, you're going to need, uh, basically gold and silver is going to become in, uh, unvaluable be, due to the fact that, well, you know, if we're under attack, what am I going to do with this bar of gold or this, this bar of silver? Uh, I, you know, I need food. I need ammunition. I need, you know, alcohol. I need cigarettes because I'm addicted. Medications are going to become one of the top mm-hmm priorities people water. are getting medication because Clean water is going to yeah, be wa- through the roof like people are going to oh, be yeah. for it um yeah one of the things i i really try to compl- like get people thinking about is what are my other water resources where i am you know and what have i actually got stored on hand because some people are like oh there's lake here I'm, I'm fine well look at what's going on in palestine like right you can't drink the water that's right. flowing over there it's all bad exactly so you've got to have something so you can enough if because that's a bug out scenario, right? That's a scenario. Okay, mm-hmm. we've got to go to the in laws on the other side of the the state. You know, let's take the water and resources we have that we can take with us to get to there. Other than that, bugging out, I think, and you guys will probably all agree, bugging out is the dumbest idea in prepping. Where are you going to freaking go if it, you don't? Have it a place is a dumb go, idea. It's foolish. Yeah, it is. But on the other hand, if you're living in some place like Salt Lake City, where there's a lot of industry and mm-hmm. it it's attacked, you're going to have to get the hell out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? You know, but again, it's called strategically location. Yeah. You're looking. Yeah. You're right. You're have a predetermined place you need to go that has other people and resources. Otherwise, right. you're going to become a leech to someone else, and they're not going to want to have you. Right. If some Tom, Dick or Harry showed up at your door and said, hey, I'm a refugee and times are tough. Can you help me? You're going to be very leery of that stranger. And that's what all the people in the country are going to be like. What are you doing on my land? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of public land where, you know, you could hide in plain sight, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have your own bunker, things of that nature if you have the skills. Right. Well, that's that's my point is now is the time to start (laughs) learning those skills. Yeah. And start getting ready. I mean, you know, it's, it's like people that, that want to buy flood insurance after the flood has already hit, you know, it's, it's too late. You you can't, can't buy it after the fact you have to have it before. So you have Mm -hmm. to have those skills before and, and now is the time. And that's why I've been, you know, so busy with people calling me saying, you know, a lot of people that I dealt with at Y2K, like I said earlier, that are saying, Hey, what do I need to do? Uh, You know, if you're, if you're a, are, if you are a quote unquote prepper and you're all stocked up, you've got all kinds of food, you got all kinds of ammo, water, all these resources. The problem is you can't take all of that if you do need to leave your, your house where you're living. So you need to be prepared to be able to sustain with that, which you can just carry. And, and if you can't take a vehicle very far, you're going to have to carry it on your back or somehow pull it behind you, a wagon, a sled, whatever the case might be, depending on if it's summer or winter, you need to, you need to pare down what you're going to be able to take with you and effectively, uh, you know, sustain and be self-reliant with what you have basically on your back. 
What's funny, we're, we're out of time, but what's funny is I want to bring up, and we live in Utah, uh, the three of us hosting, and we have what's called Pioneer Day every uh, 24th mm -hmm. of July. And we celebrate mm -hmm. these pioneers who trekked across what's now the United States, the, the plains into the Rockies, then to here, to what was a wasteland, basically. Um, not really any resources, very little water flowing into the, to the valley at the time. Um, and they had to build an entire civilization. They mm -hmm. had no other choice but to abandon where they were. And so they came to this place. And we celebrate this every year. And we have fireworks. And we have all these things. But we don't look and learn about how they lived, how they made that journey deep enough to really understand and figure out, can I do this if I have to do this? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think everyone needs to really look at right now. Going back to what you said, learn hand-to-hand -hand combatives. Learn how to forage, how to find food, learn escape mm -hmm. and evasion tactics, learn counter tracking, learn how to clean water, yeah, how to mm -hmm. clean wounds, how to take care of medical situations with no hospital, you know, with no first aid kit, with no antibiotics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are the things you, everyone needs to be spending more time looking into and learning about and doing. So in closing, guys, You've got time. We've got this. Is, there's never been a better time to be alive in in accessibility of information. We've got these devices in our pockets that have a wealth of knowledge. If we'd spend our time instead of TikToking and Facebooking and all the other crap and actually go learn something, download lessons, take a class, go to the local community center because they have classes, go to the local college um, annex programs and learn. There's there's cooking classes. There's uh, classes I've seen classes on learning how to cook Dutch oven. There's classes on growing a garden in homesteading. We've got this huge, fantastic movement movement of homesteading in America right now that needs to infect every home. And you, if you live in the suburbs, start urban homesteading. Do what you can where you are and learn to find other resources. Get creative. That's the message of today: is be aware of everything that's going on. Don't be afraid of it, but start taking action. Because Scott, every you... day spent not taking action is a lost opportunity. Yep. Scott, before you close it out totally, how can people get a hold of you back, Rose, if we need to, if people want to reach out or learn more from you? And do you have a channel? You said you talked about YouTube, but do you still have a channel up and running? What What can we do to learn more from your expertise? Uh, yeah, I still have my back, Rose, Nomad Lander channel, but uh, uh, FTSR group at uh, gmail.com is the best way uh, for you know all the self-reliance and preparedness stuff well we want to thank you again for being on today um, took a couple of weeks for us to get it all together to make it happen so thank you uh, for being here with us thanks for being part of our, our audience but also part of our educational circle guys when you see him in the chats you'll you'll know that he knows what he's talking about when you listen to him in the podcast, when this hits the waves and you guys start listening to this, um, we hope that you guys steer your way over and start learning as well from him because he's a fantastic resource and we're grateful to have you here. Uh, grateful for you guys, the audience, to be participating. We've had so many fantastic comments tonight and questions. Um, so stay tuned, stay in tune, and stay radio-minded. We will catch you guys on the next episode. Hey, Yeah, thanks for coming on. Take care. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. Hey, guys.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.